All right, I'm Matt Bruner with the Real Estate Heroes Podcast, and today I am rocking solo. Dan is out and about closing deals. Um, welcome to the Real Estate Heroes Podcast, the stories and lessons from real estate wholesalers, investors, and professionals who are changing lives and making an impact so that we can help you become the real estate hero. Just a quick reminder, this is a recording for this is an exclusive recording live event for our students only who have the opportunity to ask questions and get answers to their biggest questions. If you want to be one of those lucky few, head over to actiondambro.com to schedule a call or sign up. Today, we have Kevin Akers on the podcast. Kevin got started in real estate a while back, and after taking a brief break, he is back. He is taking action. And ladies and gentlemen, he just accomplished the feat a lot of you may be going after. Kevin just closed his first deal and has multiple more deals in the pipeline. Kevin is a licensed real estate agent, is working a W-2 job, and is actively pursuing his real estate investing career. Kevin is a student of ours, and Kevin, it's been awesome to watch your progress. Um, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor for being here. I appreciate the invite. Of course. Um, we like it when people take action, and we just want to share these stories, man. Well, you guys are helping with that. I mean, right? That's what it's all about, taking action. Yes, sir. All right. So give me some feedback, Kevin. Give me the three to five minute synopsis of how we got to here. So how we got to here, like I originally grew up in Germany. So which when I was 15 years old, I had to leave and I had to move to Lawton, Oklahoma because of the military. Moved there, didn't speak any English, like I can, like the conversation we have right here, it would never happen. I can maybe say my name is Kevin, right? I remember my first day in school, my teacher said me in the middle of the class, she, all I heard was blah, 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 and then my name, Kevin. And then people start turning around talking to me and I had nothing. And then moving forward, eventually I learned English, went to college, and that's where I first got introduced to real estate. My professor, one of my finance professors, he had a portfolio of rental properties, which me and my best friend got to kind of dissect and look into it. And we were like, bro, we can do this. It's like, yeah, we can do this. So literally like maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a month later, we had an LLC, got hooked up with a bank. Like they, we knew a lender in town because we both used to work for the same bank. He was willing to give us a shot, hooked up a real estate agent and bought our first property, our first properties. And then uh, we split ways. I moved to Seattle, moved to Minnesota, came back, got my real estate license, and uh, back into investing. So that's kind of the short, short version. I love that, man. I think it's so interesting how a lot of people in their lives just have someone that introduces like real estate to them, or like they have some sort of like a mentor figure. And it sounds like yours might have been that professor that you were talking about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he, he definitely had a, a big impact as far as like investing and making your money work for you, right? And then during that time, I came across Rich Dad Poor Dad, which is like the real estate Bible, or investing Bible at least. And uh, it's just kind of opened my mind. And ever since then, it was always in the back of my mind. But I went away for a little bit. And honestly, what stopped me the most was fear. It literally helped me back for a long time. Why do you think people have like this fear that like they can't do it? Or like when you say fear, like what was that fear? Uh, part of it is probably disbelief, right? 
like you maybe see other people doing it they have like 100 properties or two properties or doing whatever but he's like good for them but i don't know if i'm going to be able to do that the other thing is like people because they have to get out of their comfort zone and we are creatures of habit and comfort like we are literally our brain and our body is literally made to keep us safe and every time you do something that our brain is not used to it tells you don't do it and you think that's why we always it's so easy to think of all the things that go wrong versus looking on the other side of the coin is what could go right right and that's the first thing that pops in my mind it's, it's just instinct so you literally have to actively work towards looking at you know the grass is green on the other side in this case it really can be you know so i think that's what fear really cripples us it's just like you just get scared like what if i lose money so. yeah i mean so you just kind of gave one but like what do you think some examples of fear that like newer investors have and i understand i'm asking you this as a new investor no i am a so. new investor um but Honestly, the biggest fear is, A, what if I lose money, for example, right? What if I lose money? What if I look like a fool, right? And usually if you, and most people, let's, and most of us, we don't grow up with somebody that already invested in real estate, right? Most of our families, you know, just have regular jobs, W-2s. So investing is very foreign to most of our natures, right? So we have friends and family saying, you really want to do that? People lose money, right? You have all these doubters talking to you. I mean, they mean well, right? They want to protect you, especially people that really love you, but they don't really know because they never ventured down that road, right? So I think losing fear, looking like a fool, having people in your ear that don't really believe, that want the best for you, but don't really believe in your ventures. I think that's, that's holds back a lot of people, honestly. And then your mindset isn't, I think, is the, the thing you really have to work on. Yeah, I think it's like too many people are like, what if I lose money, but not enough people say, what if I make money, right? Like um, too many people say, what if I lose $10,000, but they don't ask themselves, what if I make (laughs) $100,000? They don't, absolutely. And uh, Tim Ferriss has a cool little exercise. It's a fear-setting exercise. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's like literally like if, if he's scared of something, right? Or if you have a fear of something, you literally write down like, what is the worst that could happen, right? I mean, we literally live in a country where the worst that can happen is generally not that bad, right? I mean, what, literally, what, let's say if you do lose money, you lose $10,000, right? And you're like, okay, I have to pay it back or I, worst case scenario, I have to move in with my mom, but you're not going to go hungry. You're not going to probably sleep under a bridge and you're not going to die. You probably will survive, right? So it's, something I kind of remind myself of every now and then. I love that. I didn't know that came from Tim Ferriss, but that's Mm -hmm. totally something like I do. So like the two questions I always ask myself is like, what's the worst that could happen? And then no bullshit, what would it take? Um, And like, what I found is like, just those two questions, like, especially that second one, like things are a lot simpler than like you really think they are at first glance. Yeah. Um, I love that. We just make them a lot bigger in our heads, right? Like yeah, exactly. Like we're, I think a lot of people are always, you know, playing scenarios in their head and, you know, suddenly they've thought of a hundred scenarios, but they haven't actually experienced the one that's actually going to be true. Um, it's like when you're about to call a seller, right? Like I know so many people that get like anxious about calling a seller. Cause they're like, what if they say this, 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 right. 
And like, my response is like, well, why don't you find out what they're going to say? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. yeah. We can sit here and like, imagine what we think they're going to say, or like, you know, like imagine all these like objections that we're going to have to handle when in reality, like those objections probably aren't going to come up. <laughs> That's very <laughs> like, true. I had a coworker of mine who, who said something to me that stuck with me. So he said that no matter what happens, they cannot eat you, right? No matter what they say, they don't eat you. So sometimes like if I make my first call, it's like, they can't eat me. No matter what they say, they might hang up on me. But in the end, it's like, okay, just keep it moving. I'm still alive. So. Love that. So like, how are you actively getting over like this fear? right? Like, what are you doing day to day to like, consistently like get closer to your goal? Yeah, uh, one of the biggest things that I've learned, not even that far is just I try to surround myself with people who are already doing what I'm doing. I mean, that's part of the reasons why I joined this group. Um, I have a, a friend of mine who is a real estate investor who owns several doors, he flips act- actively. Um, I just go to real estate meetups, like investor meetups I actually went to my first one actually the other day you know because of COVID it was shut down for a while and then they didn't host it and now they finally did so I just try to surround myself as much as I can and just to see what people are doing because it's inspiring right it kind of helps negate the fear just a little bit it's like man they can do it you know the more you say it like I can't I can't like I try to get in the habit of never want to say I can't right because that automatically stops my process of thinking and it automatically kind of shuts, it shuts me down. It's just, it gives me an excuse out, right? I can't. So I always try to be like, how can I, right? I might not have the answer right away, but it's like, how can I just to kind of keep, get myself thinking, like, how can I get to my goal that I have, right? How can I buy my first property? How can I get my second property? How can I make this deal work? Right. And usually there's usually always an answer. Yeah, I think it's really important to ask yourself, like, how can I? But then also, like, what can I do right now? Right. Um, like, if you've ever read the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller, which I, I know you have, um, like, it's it's all about taking a someday goal and then working all the way backwards to what is the one thing you can accomplish right now at the second to get closer to that goal. Right. Yeah, especially if it's a new goal, I think it's very important to do something right now just to kind of manifest it a little bit more, like to make it stick. Like to take little actions and it's like the small wins i tell people all the time like when i try to help them with like health and wellness or so it's like just do something small like even celebrate the small wins right even if you said no to like you, you've been drinking coca-cola all your life like five a day and you just said no to your first coca-cola in like three years man celebrate that win i'm not saying go have pizza or something like that but you know like you know but acknowledge it like hey yeah that was good you know i did good today yeah, man. Congrats. You didn't drink a Coke today. Go have a Pepsi. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. All right, man. Uh, let's talk about this deal. So walk me through the type of deal, how you found it. Let's talk about this first deal. Okay. So actually, when I got back into it, the very first deal kind of fell to the, it fell apart right at the end, right? The seller just literally just, just went AWOL. Couldn't be found and everything. Actually, my buddy actually might be buying it now, which is funny. But the other deal, um, so that one fell through. And then I had a friend of mine call me. So I pretty much like I told my friends that I'm getting back into real estate investing and, uh, you know, real and just kind of make it more known what I want to do. And then a friend called me one day. It's like, hey, I have a friend of mine who actually is trying to sell a house. It's in Lawton, Oklahoma, where you used to live. 
his dad passed away and he doesn't, he used to have it as a rental and he doesn't want it anymore. I don't know if he might be interested in, you know, buying it. And yeah, we went, I went down and looked at it. Well, I actually called him first and he was saying, yeah, it's a nice little rental. You know, I rented it out, but the guy was military and he left. I know it had some plumbing issue. Other than that, it's a, it's a pretty nice house. He's like, I'm thinking about wanting like $40,000 for it. I was like, okay. I went and looked at it and I was like, this thing is a mess. Like, what do you mean? Like, it just, it might need plumbing problems, but it might need a new roof. It might need a new AC. It needs new flooring. It, you know, and uh, it's like, and I called him, I said, hey man, this thing is going to need a little work. And I took some pictures of it as well. Cause I don't know, cause he lives like three hours away. I don't know the last time he was there. Cause I, I, I won't be able to do 40, but I'll be able to do, what did I tell him? I think maybe 17 or like 20 or something like that. You know, I won't be able to do that. And he's like, man, you know, the lowest I can do is 25. I was like, yeah, man, sounds good, man. But, you know, at this point, it's going to take so much work that, you know, it might not even be worth it thinking because I want to buy it as a rental. Right? I don't want to go too high as far as my loan goes because I want to have a decent cash flow. Like my minimum is $200 after my expenses. And I was like, I'm not going to make my numbers work. So, you know, if I find somebody else, I might recommend somebody to look at it, but I'm pretty much out at this point. He's like, all right, cool. And then he texts me back, like, a little bit, okay, how about if we just do 25 and 22, $22,500, man? I'm like, all right, let's, let's, let's do this. And come to find out, I bought it. And um, it actually, so far, like, crossing my, cross my fingers that the rehab is actually going to come in way on the budget, which is pretty nice. So. Awesome, man. I mean, so a couple of things to that, like one is just like speaking what you want is so powerful, right? Like just screaming it to the world. Like I buy real estate. And then like you noticed, it's like your friend was like, oh, this guy wants to sell his house. Kevin buys real estate. I should tell Kevin about this house. Like, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, And then the second thing too, is like the entire idea of like going negative with that guy, right? Like, hey man, I I don't even want to buy this. (laughs) <laughs> that guy lowered his price what like eighteen thousand dollars oh yeah by a, yeah by a lot you know i mean i knew the guy i met him a couple of times before um but it's like i well the thing is i knew what i was willing i knew what i wanted right i knew my numbers and the numbers that i want to stick within and if it didn't work it just doesn't work right you can't put makeup on a pig right so it's it just it just doesn't work so i think you have to what i learned like over the years from investing in the past until now is that you got to stick to what your values are and what what you're looking for, right? And don't really deviate too much from that because other than that, Jack, your business plan kind of crumbles. So that's, so I knew what my numbers are. I said, that just doesn't work for me. And it's okay to say no. I I mean, I learned that. It's okay. It's not hard feelings, right? So, but in the end, I mean, you want to get rid of it and we were able to make it work and win-win situation. I told that from a good way. I want it to be a win-win situation. You know, if this, you think is a low ball offer, you can get it, you can get somebody else to buy it for more. You should do that. Yeah. I mean, coming at that angle of like, you're just here to solve problems, right? Right. Like they have a property they need to get rid of. This is my solution for you. If it doesn't work for you, that's cool. But you know, I'll try to help you find something else. Yeah, exactly. Um, What were some bottlenecks you ran into through that? Like what were some struggles that came out of that? Man, some struggles that came out of that one, that deal particularly at the financing. Well, no title, the title work was it was a mess. Like, honestly, if you, if I could go back and do it again, and this is a learning lesson for me as well. Like if you can already have 
a good title company and usually I have somebody right but what I learned is that like every title company at least in Oklahoma they don't serve every county so the one that I like to use did not serve Comanche County which the house was in so they picked a different title company and they were a nightmare so my lesson from that part is that get like get your team in order like from your lender to title to everything like and if you know you're going to invest in a certain area like ask your title company like do you serve this area and you know and just to have that all more streamlined because like that lady was non-communicative like she was terrible like terrible and it literally dragged it out for like an additional 30 to 40 days like we we're supposed to close in 30 days i think we it took us like 60 65 days to close so just because yes. somebody couldn't communicate Jeez, man um yeah. all right well so you closed this deal mm-hmm. what are you going to do now well we are in a phase of remodeling so we're just remodeling it um it's getting i think in two weeks we should be done and then it's uh, on to the next phase which the real work begins is to put it on a market for renting it and trying to do it right this time like last time trying to put it on a market i didn't i didn't know what to do literally i just grabbed some kind of lease that i could find and just have them sign and then here you go right and it was literally more of a hobby i didn't really treat it like a business and this time it's literally like a business. okay what okay this is my applications how do i want to collect rent like who's going to take the cost for maintenance and i'm setting up a google voice so they don't have my number if i ever hire somebody i can just transfer a number so i'm trying to think forward like, how would I run this business? How can I set it up now? So I'm prepared to have like 10 units, 50 units, 100 units, right? To, so that's, that's my goal. Uh, this was what I'm trying to do, even with this first one. So it's somewhat of a learning lesson as far as like implementations go. But the goal is to treat this like I already have 100 units. Love that. So I have a question about this deal. Sure. Um, was it ever scary? Like, did you ever think, oh, crap? Oh yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like when a guy told me like there's plumbing problems and we couldn't get water turned on, I couldn't have it checked. I was like, I don't know how much this is going to cost me. Or what if, you know, yes, I have this much money to rehab, but what if it comes way above that? Like it's always the money is a trigger, I guess, you know, for me, like when it comes like, I don't like losing money or who does, but like, that's the thing where I have to remind myself. I mean, what's the worst that can happen, right? Um, but yeah, it was definitely scary for sure. I mean, every deal on, and I just made, I'm on a contract for another deal. And then I'm looking with a friend of mine actually to buy two more houses and, uh, every single one, like I over, I'll overestimate and overanalyze like nobody's business, like to a fault. So fear is always in every deal. I love that. So I mean, somebody that's listening to this might not have done any deals. They might be stuck in that analysis paralysis mode. And, you know, they might be thinking that it is going to be very scary. What would you tell those people? And honestly, numbers don't lie. If the, if the numbers work, trust, your, trust them, trust your gut and just, just pull the trigger. Like literally it's, it's, it's not that, it's usually not that bad. We, like we were talking earlier, you just make it bigger in your head than it really is. Like, like run your numbers, you, you know, reach out to somebody that, you know, might know how to do a little bit better than, you know, you do and have them check your numbers, you know, but if your numbers fall within your criteria and you think it, just trust it and go for it. Like Lily, what's the worst that's going to be able to happen? 
and you can also, you know, set up exit strategies, you know? So, you know, could you wholesale it? Like if it, if it doesn't work out and the numbers don't work for you in the end, could you wholesale it? Right. Or, you know, anything like that. Or if you do put a little bit of money on it, could you put it on the market at that point and maybe still make some money? So. Yeah. Or, or like, maybe, uh, oh, sorry. No, no, you good. No, the only thing I was going to say, if it's your first, maybe partner with somebody, you know, has done it before. Like, if, you know, if you don't really want to do it by yourself, maybe you do the work and somebody brings the money, you split the money, like, or it is, but, you know, just to kind of get, get some reps in. I love that. Um, so I kind of want to transition a little bit, but like, what are you doing to like work on yourself? Like we were talking before this and you told me, Matt, like you have to work more on yourself than on your job or even your business. Your business can only grow as big as you are. Right. Like, what are you doing to like work on yourself for that? Yeah. Um, so I actually kind of stole that from Jim Rohn. You know, he's, he says that. And when I first heard it, I didn't really know what to do with it. But it's very true. Like you, if you surround yourself with the right people, right? If you educate, like if you read and it really does work, like like the the way I think now versus two years ago is, is completely different or the things that I, I would do, right? It's literally just, I try to read as much as I can as far as like books that help me. Like I read books about real estate. I read a lot of books about mindset, you know, books about business and, you know, and just like trying to have a growth mindset altogether. Like you can always get better. I'm never perfect, but I can always get better, right? So it, a failure is never a failure. A failure is just a learning lesson that propels you to the next step. So I, I don't know. It's just just trying to educate and surrounding yourself, Lily. I know I said it a couple of times because I really do believe in it. Is surround yourself with the right people and surround yourself with people who do bigger things than you do right now. Like and don't be afraid to reach out to people. Like I reach out to people all the time. love that so like outside of joining that group as far as you know like surrounding yourself with people like of those things you just listed off like how are you applying that to your real estate investing as far as like surrounding myself or reading or all of these yeah, yeah. so i uh have a friend we talk about real estate like almost every day in his business and then what i want to do i meetups like if i if i meet an investor or i come across somebody that does real estate like for example i used to live in an apartment complex downtown tulsa and i knew who the owner was and i shot the owner an email hey kevin i would love to you know i'm trying to get back into real estate and i was wondering if i can invite you to coffee just to kind of you know, maybe we can just kind of talk and he's like yeah i'd be more than happy to you know most people really would be more than happy to and we met up and i'll just ask him a little bit and i'll just kind of take some of the nuggets he had to share you know, in his story. And, you know, people always have a story. Just listen to that story. And you you will learn a whole bunch and you will grow from that too. And it kind of helps you believe that things are possible. Yeah, I love that. Like, I think it's so important for anybody who listens to this, like find some sort of mentor, right? Or like just somebody like you said that you can just take the coffee. Right. Like when I first got in real estate, I did that once a week, every week. And it was just known, right? Like, right. thankfully, we had a bar, like, attached to our real estate office, so that, that made it easy. <laughs> um, we'll do it. Um, but, yeah, like, it is so important to just get around other people that are either trying to do the same things as you 
or have right. already done the same thing that you want to do. Right. Like sure. you can learn so much from other people's stories. Oh yeah, absolutely. Good. And you start thinking that way too, right? Because you ask, you start asking different questions. So, and that's, that's very important. And if you can't find somebody, it's also okay to pay for it. Yeah. Well, I would almost say when you pay for it, you're more committed to it. So you're more skinned again. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like you said, like everybody has this fear of, you know, like losing money, right? Right. You, you never lose money if you invest in yourself or something that can make you better. You know, so it's, it's almost more rewarding or better than putting money in a stock market. I'm sorry if there's big time stock investors on here on the side too. But if you put money in yourself, as far as like, creating more bandwidth up here it's going to yield bigger dividends love that man um so i mean as a newer investor mm -hmm. like what are the top things you're focused on man um honestly is i'm what i've learned a lot and, and i'm really grateful for as far as like being part of this group as well is that i want to be able to Think of it as a business in the first place and not a hobby because that makes me take different actions as far as like, um, you know, building systems, for example, you know, and it's, it's never too early to build systems because systems is going to help you scale faster. Systems is going to help you be prepared for the future, right? So, and then now I'm just looking into just, I have a goal, a goal for this year. I have a goal that I want to reach within the next year and the next three years and, uh, so that's, that's kind of what I'm focused on and just trying to build a team as far as like making sure like the contract that I'm using right now, he's awesome. I'm going to keep him on and, you know, just making sure I can streamline everything. Yeah. I think what you said is so important and too many, like uh, too many people just jump in without a plan, right. Or they just jump in and like, Oh, I'm just going to like, I'm going to magically do 10 deals a month. And it's like, no, man, like you need a system around that. Like uh, one of my first mentors, like he told me anything you do more than once needs a system. And like, thankfully in my role as like the integrator, like that's my job is to build out systems, um, which I like. But. I'm not good at that. I'm more of a visionary. So I struggle with it. I can see like the big picture and where I want to go and be like, hey, let's go this way and this way. So I, I also, so my brother is part of this business as well. He's like my best friend. He's more of an integrator. So it, that, that kind of bounces each other out a little bit. So, which is which is pretty nice, but yeah, I'm not good at that. Let's, let, <laughs> uh, let's dive into that, man. Like, okay. how does that relationship look? Like, what are you responsible for? What is he responsible for? So since this is all fairly new, right? As far as this is our first deal together and I've been around real estate a lot more than he has. So I know a lot more. So like kind of naturally, like I, I kind of want to take charge because I know what the answer is. Like more so like con like with the contractors I've done remodels before he has not so I talk to the contractor more than like my brother does so it's uh I'm tr we're still trying to figure out exactly like where who's going to be charge of what I kind of got an idea of like where our strengths lie but uh, I'm still trying to figure this out but uh but he's he's great I mean he's a hard worker um I I trust him like would not unbelief. So it's just things that we kind of have to figure out as we grow, right? We're on the same page. We have our same goals. So that is all lined out. Now we just have to figure out, okay, what part of the business is more suited for you and what part of the business is more suited for me? So it's growing pains. 
That makes sense. Like, uh, so anybody who doesn't know the visionary integrated relationship, the visionary is like, I like to describe it as the visionary is steps A and step Z. The integrator is B to Y. <laughs> um, that's, that's very greatly put, yeah. Like the visionary is, here's where I want to go. I think this is where we should start. And then they're on to their 20th idea for the day. <laughs> the integrator is still on idea number one, getting those steps B to Y put in place, right? Um, do you think it's important to like know if you're more on the visionary side or the integrator side? Um, I, I, yeah, I think self-reflection is very important in general, like where you are, because it kind of helps you define your strength, right? And where, what are you good at? So I, I think the more you can self-reflect and see what your strength and weakness and be honest about it. I mean, there's no, there, it shouldn't, you know, it, it, there's no wrong answer when it comes to it. We all have strength, we all have weaknesses, but yeah. So I think you should know because then if you hire somebody, right, you know what, you know who to hire. If you are a visionary, you hire another visionary, for example, probably things ain't probably going to get done. as great. You integrators would take over the world. Yes. Uh, just kidding. Uh, Kevin, what are you most excited about right now? Man, I am most excited to see how far I can take this and, and grow, you know, and just, just try to, try to milk the bejesus out of this, you know? So I don't know. It's just, just that, that's an exciting thought to me. It's like, okay, so we have this one life. So, but how far can I truly take this? Like how far can I take Kevin Akers in this world, in this business? Right but and overcome the challenges so it's uh, to me that's exciting just to kind of grow as high as you can you know and then but yeah so it's it's cool i'm excited to buy my first multifamily. that's what i'm excited about so that's what i really want to do is just get into multifamily, small multifamily at first of course that's awesome all right i feel like this is heading into one of our student questions that i can see um so let's start taking some of these student questions on that note, Kevin, what's your 10-year goal? Oh, man, that's an awesome question. Yes, love that. So in 10 years, I want to own, well, I would like to own 500 to 1,000 units. That's my goal. Okay. Um, so I, I'm also a realtor, so I do that as well. So I want to do that full-time and build my own real estate team as well. So you gotta have multiple streams of income. Plus, I think that kind of work kind of hand in hand a little, a little bit. So um, that's my goal. So I really want to get into bigger, um, bigger multifamily deals eventually, and maybe you know flirt with the idea of syndication. So, but yeah, bigger multifamily, five hundred to a thousand units is the goal. Your commercial real estate's the wild, wild west. <laughs> It is, and I'm very intrigued to learn more about it. I just got a book about, well, I'm still waiting it to come in. But yeah, I, I really want to learn more about that, that world as well. So I know I'm, I'm still just finished my first deal, trying to buy a couple more. But, you know, it's just forward thinking. I know I, just to think where I want to go and then kind of, you know, backtrack from there. Like what I need to do to get there. Yeah, hashtag visionary. <laughs> just kidding. Um, cool. So Brad is asking, why did you stop doing real estate investing the first time? All right. So to be completely honest and transparent, it was because of a girl. So yeah, um, well, that and it was just a bad relationship. And then I wanted to get away from Lawton, Oklahoma, and I moved to Seattle. 
So I kind of had to travel buck and I wanted to see a little bit else, something else and, and I'm leaving. And I actually thought about, I met up with a real estate investor in Seattle as well while I was there to see hey, what I could maybe do, you know, while I'm in Seattle or anything else, but I never did anything because I was too scared. You weren't Kevin from two years ago, or you were. Um, All right. So Thomas is asking, have you done any wholesaling yet? And then what is your main focus for getting leads for wholesale deals? Gotcha. I have not done wholesaling yet. I do flow with the idea of wholesaling. So um, because in order to invest more in rental properties, active cash is important as well. And wholesaling was one of the avenues I was thinking about. The only reason why I haven't pulled the trigger yet because you only have so much bandwidth, right? And if I put too much on my plate, things is going to start falling off with working full time, you know, trying to build my real estate business as an agent and investing and managing projects. I don't want to half-ass wholesaling. So I want to be able to, to go after it. So whenever I have more time, then, you know, that's, you know, definitely something I would do. I do, I like being part of this group and learn about it. So let's say I come across a deal that may not make sense for me as far as buying, like as a buy and hold, but knowing how wholesaling works, I could implement it as a strategy. So exit strategy. Yeah. Or like, so I just want to make this point too. Cause like we have people in a group that like, they have no intention of wholesaling ever, right? Like they just want to buy and hold things. But like the idea of wholesaling is the art of finding a deal. So it's like when you're an investor, you really have two options to like buy properties, right? If that's all you're doing is buying properties, you're going to buy them from some sort of real estate agent or on the MLS, or you're going to buy them from wholesalers. If you're buying them from wholesalers, you're going to be paying a $15,000, whatever that average assignment fee is per deal. If you buy four deals a year, that's $60,000. Like why not just learn how to find your own deals? Like, and, and I do use wholesale sometimes to buy it if it makes sense. Cause right now I don't have that much time. Right. But um, so if it makes sense, it makes sense. And then I'm, ha- I'm happy to, you know, cause they make money. I'll make money. It's, it's just a win-win situation. Um, but to find deals as well, a is I find leads uh, or deals with uh, a friend of mine or so other investors that might be like, Hey, Kevin, I'm not looking to buy right now. Do you want to buy it? Right. Just to kind of be in, in that circle and making it known that you look for properties and talking to other investors or um, driving for dollars. So that one, a deal machine. And then now my next, I do have prop stream. I haven't really used it that much yet, but now when I'm looking for um, the multifamily, I'm planning on making some cold calls on to some people as far as like a multifamily. There we go. Um, Kevin, anybody who hears this, what could they do to support you? Um, you know, to support me, honestly, hey, I mean, if you have a multifamily in Oklahoma, I'll be more than happy to look at it. Uh, I, I, like I said, I want to buy a duplex, triplex, quaplex in that range as my next deal. I want to have that's I want to have three to four doors by the end of the year. So I have one now, one on a contract, and I need one more deal to hit my goal. Um, other than that, I mean, I'm I always want to learn. So if there's somebody, you know, that that's just like a seasoned investor when it comes to that and is willing to share that wisdom, I would, man, that'd be awesome. I, you know, any knowledge I can get that makes me better. That's, that's really what I, what I want. So I can, you know, have it, you know, pass it on to somebody else. So love that. 
And then what would be the best way for somebody to reach you? Uh, best way to reach me, it can, it, can be on, uh, it can be on Facebook. You can private message me. I don't check Facebook all that often. My private message, I'll definitely see it. It's just kacres1987 or kacres87 on Instagram. I check that every now as well. And that's probably the easiest, um, easiest way. And then we can kind of, can kind of chat for sure. Sir, all that goes in the show notes as well. And then, so Kevin, wrapping stuff up here, like what would be one thing you hope people would remember and take away from this conversation? Uh, well, I, honestly, read more. Um, just have a growth aspect and uh, how can I not can't, how can I not? So always think of the possibility and look at the glass half full. So, and just being continued pursuit of trying to get better every day, right? So uh, no matter where you are right now, I mean, like I said, I'm small, I literally just bought my first deal, but that doesn't mean that, you know, in two years from now, I'm in the same boat because every day I get the opportunity to better myself and my situation. If you had three book recommendations, what would they be? Ooh, okay. Uh, actually, the one thing by Gary Keller is awesome. Um, I would actually combine that, like, and what we write after, I would read The Compound Effect because I, I think they're a, a great duel, right? And Gary Keller kind of says, like, hey, focus on one thing. Like, don't get distracted. Don't look at the shiny object. And then the compound effect says, be consistent with that. Pretty much be consistent. So be consistent with that one thing. And it will lead you to, you know, a great length. And then, um, I mean, obviously we all in real estate investing. So I'm sure everybody read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, almost everybody. <laughs> um, but yeah, that and that offbeat, The Alchemist. I don't know if anybody ever read The Alchemist. Uh, it's a cool little book. Because, you know, books can just, like, change your life, man. It's nuts. That's, I mean, that, that's why I like it. I mean, literally, if you think about it, people put in 300 pages what they have learned over years and decades, right, for us to pick up and learn from and do something with. So usually if you pick up, you, you walk away a little bit better from each book that you read. I love At least that. My, it's my opinion. It's awesome. And then so given that we're real estate heroes, um, Kevin, if you were a superhero, mm-hmm. which one would you be? Black Panther, my man. <laughs> Why? Huh? Why? Because, uh, hey, Wakanda fights out the shadows. Nobody knows they even exist. I'll just finish my first deal, man. I'm, I'm trying to take over. So I'm coming out of the shadows trying to do some big things. <laughs> I love that, man. All right, uh, Kevin, thank you for being here, man, and sharing your stories and your lessons. I know we're all better for it, man. I'm grateful for you. Thanks to everyone for listening to this. If you haven't already, like, comment, and share this video with your friends. And then I also just want to make sure everybody is able to grow from this. So just pick one thing that we talked about today and take action on it. As soon as you're done listening, start taking action. Make that call, schedule that meeting, Just do something, guys. Just do something closer to that goal. And like Kevin said, he's coming out of the shadows, right? Everybody's in the shadows right now. Let's come out, start taking action, signing off. This is Matt Bruner with Real Estate Heroes.